Growth Podcast. I am Sergey Ross, excited to be back with you guys here today with another episode. I just came back from vacation from Germany, and I'm sure you noticed I didn't release any episodes for last weekend, and I will have to do a better job next time. So apologies about that, but I'm excited. I'm back, and today we are talking about one of the most fundamental books that I've came across for a long time. It is the book written by Seth Godin, Lynchman. If you haven't read this book, I highly, highly encourage you to do so regardless of what role you're in because the ideas communicated in the book are applicable to every single person who does anything professionally in this world. And it really changed to me a lot of things about how I think about work. It really is about how to become indispensable. And the first concept, and there are many concepts in this book, um, is how Seth talks about labor, how he talks about workforce. And he starts with giving examples of nut and bolt in uh, in, uh, 18th century or 17th century. Whenever the nut and bolt was invented, you they were not irreplaceable. So they, if you had a nut, you couldn't really fit it to another bolt. It has, they were not irreplaceable. So the cost of making those things were extremely high. And whoever came up with the first idea of making things replaceable that like they are today, so the, the nut and the bolt can fit anywhere, they made a ton of money and that made a lot of sense economically. And then the factories came came and it was invented by obviously Henry Ford. And what happened was that the people people became replaceable and it didn't make any sense to create the whole system, to create the factory and then create all the processes. And if somebody quits or if something happens to that person, everything stops. So what happened was the way that people were trained, the way that they, everything was set up in the workforce, uh, was done in the way where, you know, if somebody quits or somebody gets fired, five minutes later, 10 minutes later, there will be another person just like them that gets replaced and everything works. And it is very similar right now for a lot of people. People are replaceable. And this book is about how to, how do you actually um, be an artist instead of being a replaceable cog? And so the base efficiency of factories, uh, they really came from tiny, easy to execute tasks that were performed by low paid people, right? Who were people who were just following instructions. And obviously the factory, it's all about productivity. And so they have the capacity to satisfy the need of millions of people. But, uh, and that's true for corporations today, right? Um, but the, what they lack is important thing is they lack soul. Corporations, they can make a good product, but they fail to connect with the audience on a personal level. So their vision is often very vague and unworthy to follow. Like, you know, you have all these companies that say, oh, we are here to change the world for the better. Oh, we are here to make better water or inspire other people. Those are very vague, very gen- generalized statements. But you, as an individual, you have the power to connect with people on a more deeper level, to inspire others for a change. You can lead, you care, you can share your passion with others. And what that does, it actually, that brings people together and that brings them um, a lot closer than any other big brand. 
So that's that's number one. That's uh, one of the lessons is how do you be how do you become an artist? How how do you are, how you are not how you should not be an irreplaceable cog. Another one uh, that I think is super important is physical labor versus emotional labor. It's pretty basic. It's pretty easy to understand. Very few people now do physical labor, um, as you know. But emotional labor is hard. And if you really want to move forward in your career, you need to focus more on emotional labor, understanding people, business models, customers, the industry you're in, the type of work is like an art and the true artists can change the status quo with their creativity with their boldness and whenever you are doing the work you actually have to go all in you have to give yourself completely over to doing certain work and you i'm sure you probably heard that you know you have a restaurant or you have a car dealership that they're struggling because why their top sales are just left or they let they went to the competition and then is these instances the people who leave who are and then their the whole organization depends on them they are called linchpins they are indispensable for the business because they are 100x more valuable than an average employee and these are the people that make business great by by giving it their everything and I'm sure you've seen, you go to your Starbucks, you pick up your coffee, and you have somebody who smiles, who brightens your day, and brings in more customers than the three other people combined. And if you give your work, if you give all yourself completely to work, and be you are present in the moment, you put emotion into each task, and pour yourself heart and soul into it, you build reputation. You become indispensable. You become an artist. You are a linchpin. And people like, like that, they don't need instructions, obviously. And never, you just do what's really asked from you. Um, you actually approach the work creatively. You solve problems. And when you, and then you over-deliver. You consistently over-deliver. But the question you might ask, and the question I ask myself, is why there are really few people like that? Why are there few linchpins? Well, it turns out that the human brain, and this is what Seth talks about, the human brain, the amygdala, resists anything that seems risky or dangerous, including being bold in business, including being an artist, including going away or going out of the norm. Uh, whenever people are taught to fit in and everybody from us uh, in, a, in our education is being, is being told to fit in, you are becoming an outlier. You attract attention and it's scary. And most of us are afraid. From a young age, we are conditioned to follow the rules, merge with the masses and hide behind them to stay safe and comfortable. And that is, it is so ingrained in us. We've been conditioned for, for decades and so to overcome that is extremely difficult. And that's one of the biggest reasons why there are few people who become people that are indispensable, who become linchpins. Now, another important concept is given, given, and given, and not expecting anything for it. You probably heard about it. Gary Vaynerchuk, famous marketer, business owner from, of Viner Media, talks about it all the time. And but. How does the economy work? The economy works this way. You give me $20 and I'll give you this DVD, your, your favorite movie. And everybody expects something in return for everything, right? But genuine gifts given with good intention and zero expectations are becoming a winning tactic. And they're not 
not in the terms of like giving free ebooks or courses, but things that are truly free, truly free with not trying to trick people into giving you an email or, or signing up for something. And Seth calls them like artists, true artists, and they give some time and the universe pays you back 10 times over. And you, and you cannot expect anything in return. And that another part is extremely hard to do. So how do you become a linchpin? Well, linchpin is, is an essential element. The person who holds a part of the whole operation together. And it starts really with a simple step. It starts with stepping outside of your comfort zone. It sounds obvious, uh, but you heard it thousands of times. Change begins at the end of your comfort zone, and that's really the reality. And if you really want to be that vital for a company, you need to start caring more. And because you care more, you can start create more value for others. And it's probably easy to interpret the message of being a linchpin as, oh, everybody has to be an entrepreneur. Not true. You can be a barista at Starbucks and be an artist. You can be working for a company and be an artist. You can be um, a car salesman and be an artist. It doesn't really matter what you do. It is, has to do a lot with your attitude, with your commitment, with the why you're doing it, and how you are making a bigger difference in the world. There are a few other things that I wanted to point out uh, in this book, and it is so brilliant. I hope you guys read it. There's no manual for success. You talk to any, any single person, and what is the most common question asked uh, at any meetup almost? Like you go to any conference, you go to any meetup, and when, when the Q&A comes, what is the main question? How do I do this? How do I do that? People are always asking for a manual. Everybody's always asking for a roadmap because roadmap is safe. Roadmap is something that everybody aspires to do because you know what you should be doing. But the truth is, there is a really no clear process. And that and that's just the truth. And you cannot rely that too much what others tell you to create your own successful story. Another important point is it's up to you. No one is going to do your job. And if you really want to make a change or improve something, it's up to you to start and do the work. And once you see what needs to change, once you care enough to make a change, you start working towards making something and making change. And it probably sounds like a cliche, but it is absolutely true. And the funniest thing is that everyone has ability to be an artist right now. Everybody has a smartphone, everybody has social media, everybody can create a video, create a picture, write an article, uh, put a, create a blog for free, and everybody has a potential to be an artist, but what happens is we we'll, we'll look at a lot of other people and copy what they do. I'm guilty of that, I did it a lot, and it's because it's so much easier. It's so much easier to do something that has been proven to work, and then you do that, and you're never an artist. The, per the first person who creates an art, who paints the picture, they're an artist. The second person who creates the same picture is a painter. They are not an artist. And so real artists also ship. That's another point. You have to ship it. You have to put it out there. And it is scary. And it is vulnerable because people will not like it. Or they will say something negative or another part they will say nothing they will completely ignore it you uh, and then you have to do it again you have to try 
and and change your approach. And another one is never wait for somebody to tell you what to do. You always have to have the initiative. What happens is when we went through school, through university, most of the time we had to take notes. We were taking notes. We were waiting for the task to come in. At work, we are waiting to have a task to come in. What do you need to do? Oh, I'm gonna go go get it done. No initiative. Uh, and if you don't have initiative, then that's a big problem. So that, in a nutshell, in a super high-level overview, is Lynchpin by Brilliant. Said Godin. Hope you guys like this overview. I highly encourage you to check out the book, read the whole book. It is extraordinary. The ideas there will probably, hopefully change the way you look at the professional world. You can also Google set on YouTube. He's got amazing presentations that he talks a lot about Lynchman. He talks a lot about other concepts, but this one is the strongest one he has ever delivered. And uh, if you guys liked it, I would really appreciate it if you go on Apple podcast and leave a short review, just say uh, what you liked uh, about this episode. Otherwise, uh, it's great to be back again, and uh, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.